0: like i was watching it and i was like this is pretty cool this is pretty cool this is pretty cool and spider-man came on and i was like seven like i lost my fucking gourd like i just i was so fucking excited
1: Got got me a coffee. Got me a coffee. Um, Well, thank you everyone for tuning in again. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. Um, We welcome uh, a guest with the best name in in the game, uh, Spencer from uh, Worldview and the Vancouver scene. Uh, Thank you
0: for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm happy that we could finally make this happen.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, You know, Spencer and I have been friends for uh many many years and uh yep. i'm very excited to be chatting about um hardcore and um you know we're we're gonna get nerdy on this podcast as well and talk superheroes <laughs> and marvel um Spence, i'm stoked man yeah um you know for the folks at home who might not know who you are uh can you just give me a proper introduction of where you're based and the bands that you're a part of
0: uh my name is spencer mcdonald i live in vancouver british columbia uh, I'm ri- originally from stony Plain, Alberta, a town just o- outside of Edmonton, um, and I sing for a band called Worldview. Uh, we, we used to do lots of stuff. No, we don't do so much stuff, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if that changes sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Worldview, uh, fun fact. Um, I, I I think Spencer knows this, but Worldview was the very first Scope set that we <laughs> ever put on the channel. So Yeah,
0: man. A band that, that's very... That shit was fun.
1: Yeah, close close to my heart. Um, before we get super into the conversation, Spencer, got to do the Bev check. Um, so I am hitting that like one, two o'clock nosedive as far as energy goes. So I'm, I'm rocking a Guru Organic. What's it? Uh, it's a organic energy drink. Um, Canadian <laughs> as well. Very sick. Uh, it's got three grams Support. of sugar, so it's not just, you know, just doused in like you know, a bunch of random, uh, I'm not going to have that sugar dive as soon as I finish that. So, um, what about, what about you? What are you sipping on?
0: Uh, I, you know, support local coffee shops. So I swung by Mel Rich's and on Davy street and got me a Sumatra blend. Oh, so, what's that? drinking? a Just a, just a big ass medium roast coffee. <laughs>
1: sorry you said sumatra and it sounded like matcha so i wasn't i was like oh "Oh, no no, sumatra Um, no
0: no sumatra i i
1: have have to uh you know before we get super into it i have to applaud spencer for his um his palate as far as coffee goes in vancouver because i remember in um 2019 is when dbk five-year happened and i remember on the event page you were like okay here are all the vegan places to check out. <laughs> Here's all the coffee. And I was walking to catch the train to get to the airport. And I am blanking, of course, on the name of the coffee shop that you were. Where
0: did I send you? It's, um, um,
1: it starts with an A. Uh, there's two locations, but there's one that's kind of like in the suburbs and then one that's closer to Stanley Park. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> God uh, damn it. It has a it's roastery. In my head.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Uh, it's just falling out of my head. I used to work right by it. I totally forget. <laughs> but but yeah. Oh, fuck, what's it called? They have a location downtown too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm blanking so hard right now. We'll try and come back you know to it. You know what? No, one second. Okay, I'm going to no. ask my girlfriend. <laughs> she knows. I'll be right back.
1: All right. Man, through the headphones. Oh, I'm back. He's back. With an answer? Milano. Milano. So. Yes, M-
0: Milano street. Yeah, from Vancouver. There was everything here. It is literally the best coffee on earth. I can't believe I fucking forgot that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, I don't know if I'll cut this book from the
1: podcast. It's kind of dead air at this moment. But, <laughs> no, uh, man.
0: It's totally fine. It's Milano. That shit's the best. Yeah. I I I used to work um when I, I worked in the weed industry for a long time and we had a warehouse near a Milano location. And when I was working at that warehouse, we would uh, always roll over there and we were just like, I would hit it like four or five days a week and it was like <laughs> fucking eating a cupcake. It was the fucking best.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Um, You know, I, I feel like I, I want to do a coffee culture podcast with just tons of hardcore homies who, who love, coffee and just plug all the different these different spots because
0: peter from dying wish he is the coffee guy yeah yeah
1: i know um i i did a podcast with lumpy from sanction and we probably talked more about coffee than we did about hardcore honestly very sick (laughs) um well spencer uh you you've listened to uh one or two of these podcasts so you kind of know the flow of how i like to uh get things started so um let's let's do the spencer mcdonald origin story of hardcore (laughs) um tell me kind of how you know growing up in alberta how you discovered some of those things and how that obsession just grew over time and put you on the path that you're on
0: so i'm uh i'm from like a pretty small town outside of edmonton um but like 45 minutes west of edmonton i grew up on an acreage as an only child so I didn't really get much exposure to heavy music except for like Linkin Park because like the kid down the block listened to Linkin Park and was like yo you got to fucking check this out man yeah. and I uh, and I just like dove in and I was I was like Linkin Park super fan for the longest time and then inevitably internet dial up made its way out to uh to the country <laughs> and uh i got to my, my dad discovered one my dad discovered torrents oh, so he started okay. like yeah it was like my dad is like older but like totally like a tech geek but like a tech geek trucker like it's the weirdest shit ever but he uh <laughs> but he like just started torrenting like insane amounts of music like anything he could get his hands on he just like Getting these huge collections. Like, I bet you we had a terabyte of music before like 2005. Like, it's fucking wild. Wow. That's crazy. And, and, uh, <laughs>
1: most computers he, only have like five gigabytes of memory. Yeah. Yet and, and he was,
0: and he was buying just like, like huge amounts of hard drives and like just yeah. filling up these hard drives with music and movies and shit. And, uh, we, like he would just like fill up an ipod and like hand it to me and i just like start listening to it so i'd listen to fucking everything and then i discovered uh black flag in particular and i was like this this shit's like really crazy (laughs) like what the fuck and like i had never really heard anything that was really like recorded more raw like everything was really produced and whatever so from there i uh I hopped on the old dial up and followed my followed the the road to YouTube and and found the video of I remember being like 11 and finding the video of Henry Rollins like punching that dude in oh, in okay. front of the yeah. state like that that dude like <laughs> fucking with him and him just like hammering on him and I was like this is the coolest shit ever and uh then I just kind of like being in a small town Uh, especially like moving through junior high and into high school like there wasn't a lot of people who listened to heavy music at all Mm -hmm. so i kind of ended up just listening to like whatever my friends were listening to but listened to like a bunch of different deathcore bands and hardcore bands and like i imagine like most people in that age really did like the internet age of hardcore right and uh then once I was able to start going to shows and like getting into the city to see bands, I just like started going and and discovered uh, local Edmonton legends, E-Town Beatdown. And uh, if you've never heard E-Town Beatdown, you need to listen to E-Town Beatdown. Uh, JFK, shout out to JFK. He's the coolest guy ever. Hard shout out.
1: Uh, yeah, Such a gem he's of the, a
0: human. He's the fucking man. He is like he is a legend but uh i i remember seeing an eat Beatdown Beat show and then just being like this is actually the fucking coolest shit ever and just dove in head first and started listening to like any any and every band i possibly could mm-hmm. and uh yeah i i ended up over over the years like meeting people out here going to rain fest and making making more friends and uh i ended up getting in a big car accident and it kind of made me decide to make some uh stark decisions so I dropped out of university and moved to Vancouver and uh, oh, wow. a few months after uh a few months after moving to Vancouver we started worldview and that that's it that's the story yeah wow
1: yeah the the roadmap map has been laid out there um i i wasn't sure when you were mentioning like small town alberta like, um my wife's family grew up in Fort Saskatchewan which is just north of Sherwood Park there so like yeah I was curious on how close some of those things were um
0: so where I grew up like the house I grew up in is about an hour and a half southwest of uh Fort Saskatchewan oh okay. okay yeah so so it's like Fort Saskatchewan to the north Leduc to the south Sherwood Park to the east Spruce Grove to the to the west and then stony plain which is the town that i like did shit in yeah was it is west of spruce grove and then i lived west of stony plain so i was I, I like, way out there yeah. yeah
1: there, there's one alberta like you know small town person who's freaking out with all these small town name drops here um so uh I, I don't know if the you know i i didn't know that you got in a car accident and i didn't know that that was kind of a indicator to propel you to to kind of make a, a life switch so do you do you mind sharing the why behind that i'm i'm kind of just curious myself
0: like like why i decided to make the the switch
1: yeah was it like you had you were in the accident and you're like yeah like i don't want to just waste time at school or like that's kind that's of... yeah
0: man that's like that's like literally it i was uh I was coming home from work. I had, uh, I was off my first year of, uh, university. I was on summer break and I had an internship at the city of Edmonton and I was working uh, in the transportation department just doing like data entry stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I was on my way home from work and, uh, I was just like went under an underpass and or under an overpass and a, uh, the truck ahead of me just like veered off to the right-hand side and a dude just barreled into me oh, and like, gosh. like head on. It turned out that like he had a stroke and like passed through the ditch and it was like this whole freak accident oh, okay. sort of situation. Yeah, But uh, yeah, I like, like, I remember like the moment that we made contact and I realized that I wasn't dead. I was like, yo, I I'm wasting my fucking time. Like I got to go do something that I actually want to do. Yeah, because that could have been it. Like, I totally could have just been like, fucking jam, and uh, instead I was just like really stiff and and uh, appreciative of what I had. So I so I decided to uh, make some moves and came out this way. Yeah,
1: and 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 I'm like like was Vancouver kind of like on your radar before that? Like, I'll I'll do this for a few years, but then I might want to move out there, but it was like, no, I gotta I gotta do this now because life is life is so fragile in that sense.
0: Yeah, man. I was like like, um I was kind of at a point well I went on tour with uh with Slumlord. They took me like across Canada into Europe and uh then after that I was like yeah I need to I need to bail like I need to really live my life and do things that I want to do and and uh, you know, do things for me, like not do things just because I feel like I'm supposed to. And uh and I ended up like like Taylor, Taylor Stewart was like one of my best friends on planet earth, love him more than anything. Um he was he's living out here and I, I just felt like isolated from my friends, man. I just like wanted to be closer to people that I felt close to. Uh-huh. And uh so yeah, I made the move and I took off and just like packed my shit up and stayed with my friend Kyla for a few months and then moved from shitty house to shitty house until, uh, you know, until I was settled and it's been the best decision I ever made. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it's, it's pretty crazy on how a lot of people like live their lives kind of like in this, like, I can't be touched and I, you know, have all this, you know, runway ahead of me. But then as soon as there's like a health scare or some kind of, it's like, Rethinking every decision when it's like, well, if we just, if you just thought about like, you know, doing what makes you happy versus like, oh, I have to, I have to go to school for six years and then I can start my passion or, or move to this city that I've always wanted to. So,
0: yeah, man, I, I, I firmly believe that, uh, like if you really want something to happen for you, you'll make it happen, like no matter what. And like if you, if you are, educated or undereducated or like just like looking for a change or whatever just like do whatever you need to do because you need to do it you know mm-hmm. like there's there's no there's no point in just like sitting back and 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 hoping that things get better because like hoping not going to change shit you gotta like yeah. go do the fucking thing Straight up. like yeah. yeah and uh and yeah i just Made 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 a change and it was the best decision. I I got my band out of it. I got my girlfriend out of it. I got my cool ass Gary out of it. I get to live in like what is like the most beautiful city on earth. It's like it's the shit. It's the best. So yeah. like, do stuff for yourself.
1: Yeah, and and you know things take you know time to like and and work to to realize and and come to fruition. Um, but it's a lot easy. Like I'm thinking about um my conversation with uh gem from speed and he was like it's so easy to do nothing it's so easy to just throw it in neutral and coast and like live in the same city and and do these things and and sometimes like, if you have it in your gut to move to the other side of the world or like start a band or like you know whatever it is like like follow those inclinations and and act up on it
0: yeah yo like most people like 99 percent of people Like don't do shit. Like they they don't wanna do shit. Like they, they just wanna like have everything kind of roll through and be easy. And unfortunately that's not reality. And those people are gonna like, if you choose to do something that seems difficult, people are gonna like tell you not to do it because to them it's a waste of time because it's different and it's outside their comfort zone. Right. So just like always keep in mind that like you're the first thing you're going to hear from people is that like it's stupid and you're making a bad decision yeah and like take a step back and like do you think it's a bad decision because like if you don't you're probably making the right decision for yourself like just go do the fucking thing like yeah like fuck what ted down the block thinks like what the fuck is he gonna do anyway he's just gonna like die in his old house and do nothing like who gives a shit yeah no I I, I love the the vibes that uh
1: this podcast is set off to so to to transition it uh <laughs> back on uh on the hardcore uh, end of things so you moving to Vancouver you know shortly after that like worldview started um can you talk to me just like kind of the origins of that and you know how the band has you know, like, like you were saying at the beginning had was really active and then kind of went away and then kind of came back, but like less active, like walk, walk me through the whole, uh, uh the <laughs> the ebbs of and flows. the ebbs and flows, uh,
0: so I was just like jamming with Taylor one night and, uh, nothing was like really coming of it. And I was driving back to Vancouver from his house in North van. And Andy, our guitar player, texted me. And, like, Andy and I were friends, but, like, didn't know each other, like, super, super, super well. I just, like, know him through Rainfest, and he had, like, let me crash on his floor a couple times while traveling and shit. And uh, he was just like, hey, man, I'm, I'm jamming with a couple guys, and we're wondering if you'd like to come, like, sing for this project. Know that you're, like, kind of into that. And I was like for sure I'll come jam and went and jammed like a week or so later and uh and that was that and it was just like it, it was a bunch of songs from the demo and I thought it was like the coolest shit ever and I was really stoked so I never got to sing for a band it's something I always wanted to do so we made it happen and uh and yeah man we just like kind of decided when we were doing the whole thing that like if we were gonna like start it out we were gonna start it out right and we had like all of our merch together and we had the demo done and we had like a show booked and we played or like a little mini tour booked where we had like our first show is with cruel hand in vancouver and then uh we played a bunch of shows with stepping stone and mortality rate right? or a couple of shows with stepping stone and mortality rate right? in calgary and edmonton yeah and uh and uh yeah man and then we just tried to do like as much as we possibly could like we we we, we wanted to be like the band that did stuff so we just did, did as much as we could for as long as we could and inevitably like we got we got to play like toured a little bit in the u.s and go on the west coast and play for the children and that was really crazy mm-hmm. um and then you know people people get busy and and life gets in the way and you know like people get stressed and and uh jeff decided to to kind of leave the band for a while and he took off and and things just uh like just like weren't quite the same after that and like Uh, I loved playing with Riley, like big shouts out to Riley who filled in for drums on it for us. And, and Brad, like Brad Collis is, is one of the most fun people I've ever spent time with my entire life. But like shouts out to Brad for like filling in a guitar. And, uh, but, but after, after Jeff left, like Andy decided to leave and, and, and things just like, weren't the same after that. Andy has been, in Worldview was like my writing partner we wrote lyrics together we like bounced ideas back and forth and as soon as he was gone it was just like it just like wasn't quite definitely just wasn't the same mm, yeah so so we played that last show we took a took a break and uh then when when 333 was closing we decided to come back and play a set and it was like a ton of fun because we had all the original guys back together and everybody was in a better place and everybody was a little bit more settled and, and comfortable and, and, uh, ready to do stuff. So, so we're just kind of, you know, tinkering on stuff and not putting too much pressure and, but, uh, you know, working on things now and just, just try to try to be semi-active and see what happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think like there's, you know, all there's almost um, people think that they need to rush to like either be the most active band in their scene or they have to break up. And sometimes it's okay to have actual breaks and, you know, change the activity levels of a band. Like no one's going to be met ma- Like, I don't think anyone's like, I think more people would be stoked that worldview is still around versus like, no, we're like never playing a show again. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel too, man. Like I, I think that, uh, like worldview as a band has always like has always just been really fun like every like everybody's just had a lot of fun at our shows as far as I can tell at least as far as I think (laughs) like uh and and I think that that's like you know fun is few and far between these days and 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 don't really get to like do cool shit with my friends anymore like I'm fucking working a Two jobs and busting my ass doing whatever um so when when you have those opportunities i think it's important to take them and i'm uh yeah i think we all kind of kind of realize that a little bit more and 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 have been making moves to spend more time with each other and do do more stuff and write more things and
1: yeah uh are you guys currently in the midst of working on something or is it like you know, cause I, I feel like a lot of people are trying to navigate this weird time of like, should we release music? Should we wait to release music so we can play those songs more timely to when shows come back or, uh, what's, what's going uh, on behind the scenes that, that you can share? Uh,
0: I think, uh, I think we're probably going to record something relatively soon. We have, uh, like a, a backlog of songs that we played for years that never got recorded. Yeah. And, uh, you know, We'd like to put out nice versions of those for people to hear, and yeah, and uh, you know, give them their due. Uh, so, so I think that'll happen pretty soon, yeah. relatively soon. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, that makes me curious now because there's, you know, I would say there's, I wouldn't say there's double digits of worldview sets on the Scope Channel, but there's a a good, you know, maybe six, seven, eight. Um, but yeah, there it ranges from songs of the the demo to the uh the three song release that you guys did so yeah i'm i'm more than game to hear any new worldview stuff because like like i said before uh that band is you know always gonna have a like a little small piece of my heart as far as the uh the early days of of scoped so that's sick
0: (laughs) yeah man i'm stoked too
1: um do you do you have a favorite worldview moment uh kind of From all the stuff that you were doing early on, or you know, even just like kind of when you guys came back and did the three 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 show.
0: Um, I think yeah, man. I think my favorite worldview moment is forever gonna be the coming back at the last three 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 show. Like, it was, and it wasn't just for us. Like, like Oaf played a a reunion that was fucking banging. Uh, Vegan State played was fucking banging. Woolworm best band in canada played it was fucking banging right um and open letters open letters played as well that's a very cool band right um but when i came out and i saw that it was just like a sea of my friends like it was literally just like 300 people like stuffed into a garage (laughs) to just like have fun Mm -hmm. and like there was like not a not a like sad face in the building it was it was just like i don't know it was just an unmatched moment it was it was really cool it was really like sweet to see the love it was really like special and i uh i'm really happy that tony asked us to play that show because like that's like one of my fondest memories yeah yeah
1: that's that's very sick um so We've talked about uh, hardcore for almost 25 minutes here, and I feel like we're going to talk for probably more than that on this next subject. Um, <laughs> so uh, Hit me with it. Anyone who knows you knows that you're very interested and passionate around comic books, um, superheroes, Marvel, kind of all oh, those yes. things. So before we uh, we have some some bantering and some, uh, uh, fruitful (laughs) discussions. Um, just tell me how, how you got put onto that. Uh, er, was that early on or was that
0: later in life for you? That has been since I was like an eensy weensy knee high to a grasshopper fucking ear of corn. But like I, uh, my dad, was a jock and like a musician but he was like a secret comic nerd and he had this he has this like obscene collection of comics like Mm -hmm. like he has all these old like ghost rider from the 60s or from the 70s he has like a ton of uh conan runs like full conan runs a bunch of x-men and spider man um and i just like i just love those fucking characters man like he would when I was a kid and you know they're trying to like get you to read like that's how he got me to read was he was like look look at these like crazy splash pages and like appre- appreciate like this dude getting his ass kicked but also like check out the cool story you know? right, right. <laughs> like, and 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 I just like fell madly in love with it man like I just could not uh couldn't put them down like I I bet you by the time I was like I had read like three or four hundred comics and was like wow. dude I would sit there like I would go to bed and I would just like sit in bed and read like 20 comics like just read one after the other just like cream through them right. and um, yeah and uh, it just like stayed with me forever and like it's it's like a really formative part of like who I am like I I, I truly believe that like characters like, like the X-Men and like Spider-Man Spider-Man and the X-Men in particular, like really formed a lot of like my morals and how I view the world and how I like, like, I I feel like you kind of have like, uh, an obligation to your community. Like you have, like, you have to like ensure that like people are taken care of and people are okay. And like, you know, like you, you, you gotta be like responsible for the people around you. You gotta, you gotta, you know, be, be open to criticism. um and and all that shit just like i don't know i feel like those are life lessons that people really like lots of people don't take from comics because they just think it's like some ridiculous fucking story just to like get some kid to spend two bucks but like these these were guys who like really wanted to like put love into what they were doing and like from the and that's like still going on where they're writing like you know, stories where the Punisher is telling cops to take the fucking Punisher logo off of their cars because oh. that's not what a cop's supposed to be. And, right. like, hmm. there's stories where, like, you know, Tony Stark has to, like, confront the fact that he he works for a weapons company and they are, like, selling weapons to people who are using it against civilians. And, like, you know, like th- those, those aren't things that, like, kids get taught. Like, parents don't want to talk to their fucking kids about that shit. So, like, right. it's way, way easier to let, like, Iron Man look like a bad guy for a comic and then be like, Hmm, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Then it is to like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't address that shit. You know what I mean?
1: No, that's, that's actually a huge, huge point there because a lot of stuff in school or like your parents are like, okay, I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to tell like a lot of, like there's not a a captive um, audience there. A lot of it is just like, okay, I got I to be in this class for the next 55 minutes and I'm just going to let all this kind of go over my head or in one ear and out the other but when you have create creativity in the mix of things whether that's through music or through comics it like gets people in the door and then they're like captive to what is being told either story-wise or or what have you and then it actually Damn, like soaks in way harder so no i i yeah. never thought of you know uh, a marvel comic um you know talking about like pro- police brutality uh through the punisher's eyes that's that's very interesting
0: dude like they have tons of shit like that like that's what the actually 100% what the x-men was built on that's why they were created like they were supposed to be a diverse group of heroes um and they directly address like Mm anti-semitism that's that that is the backstory of magneto that's why like magneto is supposed to be like or is one of the coolest villains of all time because he's like not he's not wrong like he has he has this innate fear because he watched his people get exterminated of of it happening again and he sees the mechanisms that make that happen yeah so it 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 like addresses like just the othering of people in, in in the way like in the x-men universe you have like anti-mutant groups who like want to have them exterminated or have their like powers taken from them and like they want to commit genocide you know and that's like not something that anybody ever talks to me about like that's not something that they like taught in fucking junior high and in in stony plain alberta like fuck no (laughs) no But but I had, I had an understanding of it Because of these comics I was like, oh, okay, these, thing, these are things that happen to people And these are things that like you have to pay attention to And understand And, and kind of like, you know, be, be open to Because it's, it's like a lived experience That can make A, a Magnet guy go crazy
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Magneto be compared or uh, Described as The Magnet guy <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a magnet guy. But man. that is
1: true, yeah. Um so I am sure this <laughs> this is a level one question uh for you. Um and I'm sure it's burning on, on everyone's lips who who's listening, but um <laughs> top three Marvel movies. Go. <laughs> uh
0: top three Marvel movies. I'm gonna go with um Damn, you really really put me on the spot here i'm gonna go with uh captain america winter soldier because it's like a fucking incredible like spy movie like it's such a good spy movie yeah um i'd agree on that one. i'm gonna go with civil war because i got to see spider-man for the first time and i lost my fucking shit uh and it definitely go stole
1: with... the entire movie just as soon as he was oh, on the screen it was i was like i don't care about anyone else it was
0: like like I was watching it and I was like, "This is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. This is pretty cool." And Spider Man came on, and I was like seven. Man. Like I lost my fucking <laughs> gourd. Like I just, uh, I was so fucking excited. Right. Uh, and then I would say, uh, "Fucking oh, Blade Two, baby. That's a Marvel movie. That's that shit is fucking awesome. That yeah. movie. If you if you are like uh, uh, if if you are into like cinema, like you're into like." how things are filmed and and cool shots and good makeup and and the whole nine like blade two is directed by guillermo del toro and it's fucking nuts it's the shit like if you want if you want like a great halloween movie where a bunch of vampires get blowed up that's the one (laughs) it's sick (laughs) well
1: this podcast is going to come out right before halloween so uh the, that Yo, plug perfect. is is very timely. Um, so I had a I we we prior to this podcast we were talking about doing doing this little game. So I'm trying to bridge the Marvel universe and the hardcore universe. So I have three bands here, and wh- okay. what I'm going to do is I'll say the band, and then you <laughs> say either a superhero or a supervillain that is you know within either would like be most likely to be listening to that band or you would catch that person or hero or villain at the at that like, band show. Who,
0: who who I would associate yes. with that
1: band. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. word, word, word. So um uh so I I, I, I tried to keep them as um as universal but you know through in, through in some Canadian through in some um you know bands that you would know pretty Yo, closely hit me with it. uh but the first is <laughs> uh is
0: Madball Oh Madball Madball is the thing from Fantastic Four like 100% <laughs> like like smoking cigars he's He's big and fucking tough as shit. He like, he's like 100% a Hoya rock. Like, he's, right. yeah,
1: the thing, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it, and he's just orange. I think that matches with one of their album covers as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. They like, he, he's always, like, in it. Like, when he's out in public, he's, like, in a trench coat and a hat, like, smoking a fucking cigar and, like, in his big blue pants. Like, he's fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: did this, um... <laughs> Not this specifically, but I did uh, something similar with another band. I'm like, I'm curious if any of these bands are gonna listen to that but um, I, I I would I think that's a great choice. Um, the thing is definitely some uh, a hero that a lot of people know. so I'm, I'm curious if you pull in some obscure ones that I don't even know about. Um, the next band I have here is uh, Hands of God from California.
0: Ooh um, that's a good one.
1: Who. It's like the the meme where Yo, it's all I the would, equations would, going over Spencer's face. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, actually, actually, like hundred uh, percent, because I want to be accurate, man. Because like, th- there's so many to choose from, you know. Yeah, like, I'd say hand, Hands of God is like one hundred percent in my opinion. The Prowler, oh, who is okay. like a spider Spider-Man villain that was like, I think they intro- introduced like in Spider Verse. Yep. yep. Uh, he's like uh a, he, one he's a thief. He's uh he's uh, he's like hard as fuck he's like fast and brutal and yeah i think that fits the vibe
1: yeah that's that's a really good choice i i wasn't sure where you're we gonna go there but uh prowler for expect like spider Verse prowler for sure um that's, yeah that's a good choice um so <laughs> i have a last one here but if you want to keep going we can just fill fill time but yeah, the last
0: you, one you can hit me with as many as you want
1: uh, the last one I have here is uh misery signals so a nice little Canadian addition to the list
0: oh the boys um damn that's a tough one uh
1: trying to combine the the metal core and the the spacey you know melodic elements you, you as
0: know well. what you know what I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you an answer just because I know Stu would is gonna be happy with it I'm just gonna say the the punisher because oh, that's because okay. <laughs> that because that because that's Stu's absolute favorite <laughs> <laughs>
1: he'll, he'll be stoked on that um yeah. uh,
0: but in reality they're like kind of sad they're like yo i'm gonna say nightcrawler they're like a mad nightcrawler band oh, okay. they're like yeah yeah they're, they're like really really technical they're all over the place uh they're like changing speed left <laughs> right and center and 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 they're moody, yeah. so I think that's uh, I think that's a good fit.
1: That's very cool. Um, it's it's not on the list, but uh, if if you had to name a one for for worldview, um, what would be the <laughs> the act
0: there? Oh fuck! Um, <laughs> uh, the fucking I don't know. Omega Red. The the commie fucking. X Men villain. Oh. <laughs> he's he's like Russia's attempt at, at the super soldier, but he has to like drain the life out of people in order to survive.
1: <laughs> yeah, that does sound very view crew. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've mentioned it a couple times, and and this is where the uh, <laughs> the discussion between you and I comes into play. But um you're a big Spider Man fan. Um, yeah would you say spider-man is probably your favorite superhero of all time
0: 100 percent, 100 percent.
1: so um i i have to say the same for me i know a lot of people are like oh batman because it's most most realistic like spider-man has been if i was going to be anybody um powers wise it's it's definitely yep. him so um you know the time of the recording this there's been some news that's come out as far as a real life s- Spider Verse, aren't you? Um, so I, I know. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> well, okay, let's break it down first because I-, I think that there's I've seen some differing of opinions as far as uh, you know Spider Man. To be fair, is the only or one of the only hero movies that has all these different adaptations. So they have their different fan bases, people that swear by certain ones. So. Mm-hmm. I'll let you yeah. go first to, I guess, say what your favorite Spider-Man favorite Peter Parker and, and why, and, uh, and we'll, we'll go down the rabbit
0: hole. Uh, honestly, my favorite Spider-Man is Tom Holland. Okay, I think he does the best job of when uh, he like looks the part. too. He's like, a, he's a great Peter Parker. Like he's kind of coy. He's really anxious and like nervous and like, Like, Peter Parker's not supposed to be fucking cool. That's, like, why I hated the Andrew Garfield version is, like, it's, like, it's, like, nah, this dude, like, listens to the Misfits and, like, skateboards, (laughs) like, it, like, has cool hair and, like, 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 fuck, like, what the fuck are you doing? It's, like, that's not Spider-Man, man. man. That's, like, that's, like, the dude Spider-Man, like, got beat up by. Um, (laughs) but, uh and I just, like, hate Toby Maguire, like, I just think he's, like, a huge pussy, <laughs> like, that character is just, like, his version of it is just, like, just the worst, like, he's just the worst Peter Parker ever, like, uh, Spider-Man 2, like, I will say, like, Spider-Man 2 is a fucking really good superhero movie, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, like, so is the Daredevil director's cut, but, <laughs> uh like it that, like being a good superhero movie doesn't make you like the best of the character um and yeah like tom holland like 100 like he's he's the fucking man like yeah. he's he's killing it
1: so so there are things that i agree with you and disagree <laughs> with you um so i i definitely think that andrew garfield like that series of spider-man movies was definitely the weakest um i think tom holland from like a young Spider-Man makes the most sense. And like the vibe is there. Um, I grew up on all of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man flicks, as I'm sure you did as well.
0: Yeah, so I 100%. think
1: I, I try to remove the nostalgia glasses, but I think that there is, I think I, I can see where people point out the flaws with Tobey Maguire's performance in certain movies. But I think as far as the, uh, actual cinematic experience um with Sam Raimi and how he has <coughs> taken things with when he was doing Evil Dead and applying like the scene where Dr. Octopus is like killing all these like nurses and doctors when they're trying to amputate the arms is like No I'm not saying I'm not saying
0: that there's like bad scenes. Like I'm not saying no, that's I, like, I I know, bad, I know. Like, like at all at all. <laughs> but um, but but the best nah like, like sorry it's like like there there's there's like a there's there's a few issues i have with it you know yeah. like like I, I will forgive them for the third movie because i know the third movie was like fucked with by producers and yeah. like like there was like a bunch of shit going on there everyone wanted but, to
1: push venom when it originally was just supposed to be sandman as a solo flick so
0: yeah yeah and uh i uh and then we and then we didn't get the John Malkovich fucking vulture because of that because yeah. that movie flopped which yeah. fucking sucks, but uh yeah I like I just think that like Spider Man Two was fucking a good movie for sure one hundred percent but comparing it to what I'm I I'm personally like looking for out of a Spider Man movie where I really want it I don't necessarily want it to be a cinematic experience like I want it to be a comic book on screen like that's okay. that's like what i really really like that's like why i like Endgame. that's why i like civil war is because like those shots and like the way that they set everything up is like so it looks like a comic panel mm. like it like hundred percent that's why you can see like all all of the heroes like lined up on an angle running <laughs> towards each other like who who lines up like that like right. nobody <laughs> you, you you do it so it looks like cool cool as fuck on the fucking you know cover of something and like yeah. And and yeah, so like, I, I I feel like they, in that era of filmmaking in general, like they tried like way too hard to, like ground everything, and they like they wanted to remove the comic bookiness of things, but like, that's what makes it cool, man. Yeah, like yeah. let it, let it be surreal, like let it be crazy, like the craziness is what makes it fun, like, yeah. It, yeah. So like that's why I like the Tom Holland ones, man. Like they're they're like a comic book.
1: Yeah. I I think like um I think the thing that gets lost with me sometimes is a lot of movies nowadays is like heavily reliant on lots of like the animations, CGI and the more tech yeah. like you know the the take on vulture in the first in homecoming where it's like he kind of came off of like the Avengers so like okay like I can empathize with him in in some cases it's not just like I'm just a big monster and I'm attacking Spider-Man.
0: So there was, there was that
1: connection, but you know, there, it was like, okay, he's, he's not an actual vulture, like kind of like cross human kind of thing. There's like some technical side. I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can get that. But then in the second movie where it's like all like VR and stuff, I was like, can we, can we get back to like there needs to be a balance of both in my opinion. I, that's why I look at the Toby Maguire like, you know, you know, the Green Goblin and Doc Ock and 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 like again, I try to remove Venom from the equ- the equation and and only focus on Sandman cuz Sandman is kind of the saving grace of that movie in my opinion.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: Um so best and worst Spider-Man flex to 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 kind of package this section
0: <laughs> best and worst uh fuck. The, i'd say the best one in my opinion is homecoming like i think Homecoming's fucking awesome then i'll say spider-man 2 i think spider-man 2 is like a rad movie like mm-hmm. you you get like they actually do have like a couple cl- classic panels in spider-man 2 like like Spider-Man lifting the building and the water. Yeah. Like, that's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Like very, very sick, but uh doesn't make it number one. <laughs> um <laughs> and then um you know what, man? I'm gonna say the amazing Spider-Man. I actually really liked the Spider-Man parts of those movies, like like when Wait, you're saying the, the as swing... your third or your bottom of the barrel no no as my third oh as like like 100 percent. like i i actually really really like the spider-man portions of that movie i think he's a terrible peter parker but as spider-man he's fucking awesome like he yeah the, the the dialogue that they wrote for him was really really strong um the swing mechanics that they had going on in that movie looked really really good yeah they like you know like i i wasn't into like the dubstep electro fight, which is like the weirdest thing of all time. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand who did who fucking greenlit that. But like, I don't know who like decided that that movie needed like Skrillex. It's the weirdest shit ever. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but but it it was like they're fun though. Like they're they're really and they're like they're they're nice to look at. Like they're they're nice to watch. Like the fights are really cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, if I had to do one for myself, I think I, I think, I think why Spider-Man Two works so well is it's one of the only adaptations that shows how heavily Spider-Man struggles with living a normal life and being Spider-Man. So it's like yeah. he goes and saves someone, he gets evicted, he misses, uh, like he goes to see a play, then a Billy Building burns down, so there's like all this like, like you can't have both the duality. You can't have your your cake and eat it. You need to have like yeah. You need to make a choice. So like he makes a choice, hangs up the the webs for a bit, and then and then comes back. So that's why I love that movie so much. Um, so that's that would be my number one. I would I would say probably Amazing Spider-Man two, uh, with um all it's almost like number three with the amount of villains that are actually in that movie with rhino (laughs) Um, oh
0: man i always forget about that that like weird ass paul giamatti rhino yeah well yeah
1: he's literally at the beginning and at the end of the movie and it's so weird it's very strange i would love an entire spider-man movie that's only rhino but uh
0: I, I hate the I like know. the when when they do like the mech suit for Rhino. Like yeah. I love when it's like like a fused suit because that was like a theme in Spider Man for a long time where they would like like Scorpion had like a suit that was fused to his body and like Rhino had a suit that was fused to his body and like I and I uh, I don't know I don't know why they haven't like done a good job making Oscorp the villains yet because they're like so easy to make the villain. I will but, say
1: as a as a uh what's that called as a, an honorable mention would be the storyline in the playstation 4 spider-man game oh I, dude <laughs> i don't that, own a, if, a playstation if, but i've watched yo, the cutscene reel on youtube many times because i i love that, how they put that together
0: that dude that game is like beyond good like it is if, if we're talking like best versions of spider-man like that's probably the best version of spider-man if you're like somebody who's like doesn't get it has never been into it and like wants to get into it or like wants to like see what the hype is about or like why fucking grown-ass two grown-ass men are like ranting about spider-man um pl- play that game like straight up yeah it's 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 like a fulfilling experience like yeah. you you like the the mechanics on it are crazy like you get to feel like your gut drops when you swing around like you get to do all this like wild shit you get to like really experience like what the city's like and like how he experiences the city and like they they really show off his relationships and like how that like impacts his 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 work as Spider-Man and whatever mm-hmm. and it's just fucking awesome like it's it's so good i was working at the at a at a bar when when i got that game so i was getting home at like three in the morning every night. And I would just like sneak in the house and like sneak into our little apartment and like lock the door and just like not even take my shoes off. Just like sit down and like plug my headphones into the fucking controller and play Spider-Man to like 7am. Like <laughs> like I was, I was addicted, man. It's so good. It's yeah. so good.
1: Yeah. Um. Obviously one Spider-Man movie that neither of us have really mentioned. And I feel like is in a tier of its own is Spider-Verse um yeah. so it, it's like i i i would even give that above spider-man 2 for me just because of how enjoyable of a film that is and oh, how many 100- 100%. different things it hits on um it, it's you know the whole you know going back to the original point of this whole section where there's rumors at least right now of like a, a live action spider-verse what are your thoughts there from uh being an avid spider-man fan
0: it makes me want to kill myself. I hate <laughs> that idea so much. <laughs> I think that's the stupidest fucking idea. Um, I think that's, like, really, like, just, like, casual fan service. I think it's, like, are, because, like, people on the internet are, like, oh, this would be cool. And, like, the nostalgia train is always just so intense. Right. Uh, Like. All th- aboard. Yeah, dude, fuck. Like, classic, like, Sony producers, like, like. If there's two people that I'm, I want to like totally shit talk on planet Earth from like till the day I die, it's it's Avi Arad and Amy Pascal. Those, they're two producers for Sony Pictures, and they can both go fuck themselves. I hate them is, so is much. Is Avi Arad
1: everything. the one that was like, like he's obsessed with Venom? Is that the right guy that I'm thinking about?
0: I think I think it's Avi Arad. Yeah, and Amy Pascal yeah. just like shoehorns uh, like as much bullshit into everything as she possibly can, and she's like she's the person where like a scriptwriter will work like 10 years on like a perfect script and bring it in and be like, here's my masterpiece. Like, let's go make a billion dollars. And she'll be like, mm, I don't know. No, maybe, maybe, maybe it needs to be PG 13. He's like, no, it can't be PG 13. It'll ruin the whole movie. And she's like, but then we can make toys. And like, that's oh, it. Yeah. So like, so, so like she turns everything into this, like, like uh, uh, a property to like maximize profits and it ruins fucking everything. That's why like I'm terrified for this next Spider-Man movie. I think yeah. it's gonna be terrible. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> You know, we're since since we can hit on all the stuff, um did you watch Venom? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What were your thoughts on that, on that adaptation uh, in the Spider-Man realm <laughs> of things?
0: I'd rather not recognize it as like existing, but uh it's uh, <laughs> It's awful. It's like it it's uh I don't know, it's really bad. Like I don't understand how you can even have that character without Spider-Man. Like I don't understand how like Venom even looks the way he does without Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense because like the, the character in the comics, like uh Venom isn't like a like is it actually like a villain? Like he doesn't commit crime and he doesn't like attack like he there's versions of him that like attack people on the street because he needs like energy to like, survive. But he he's like a benevolent being. Like his 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 race exists to enhance whoever it, it lands on. Right. So when he like lands on Spider-Man, he's like, Holy fuck, like this this dude's like really, really powerful. So if we bond, like give a hundred percent bond, I'll make him like incredibly powerful and we'll be able to protect this planet. And but he has like, you know, more, a more violent way of doing things. He's like, a, he's a more aggressive spirit and being, being rejected by his host is what like made him like, ah, an, like man. angry towards Spider-Man. Like, that's why he hates Spider-Man is like, yeah. he, he, he was rejected and he doesn't understand why he was rejected. Yeah. So, so to have that character exist one in san francisco like what the fuck is up with that like
1: <laughs> right like
0: that's the um never meeting peter parker never like gaining that 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 kind of ire for for spider-man like it it doesn't make sense to me like it's just like it's like a waste of a character it made me so fucking mad was like, I'm, sh- I'm sure Todd McFarland is like totally ashamed. Like he, like his character was just like destroyed on screen again.
1: Yeah. Like it, it's such a weird thing with like lots of superhero movies or like, you know, it's the first go like people are like literally sharing trailers being like, please don't suck because there's a fear or almost a paranoia with fans who have grown up reading comics or like playing these characters in like GameCube games um where it's like these characters mean a lot to me and all these corporate bigwigs are have want to throw their you know little spin on things but it like does doesn't apply to the the source material or a number of different things that just yeah man so messy
0: Avi rad and amy pascal were like one of the reasons that that movie like fucking got so weird and shitty it was originally being shot as an r-rated feature yeah. And that's why Tom Hardy's performance is like so dark. And, like, that's why he's like kind of like more brooding and like, he's making like really dry humor. And then like the camera will turn where he's like not on screen because they went back and did a bunch of reshoots to try and make it PG 13. Yeah. Um, And the guy on the other side is like, <laughs> and, like just like cracking like a hundred jokes. And then it spins back to Tom Hardy and he's just like, and, like walks away. Yeah. And like, like it, it's literally two different movies put together right, so that they could right. try to make it like, like palatable to a larger audience. And it just like butchered it. Yeah. Like yeah. that. that's what those two people do. Like venom is a perfect example.
1: Yeah. Like, like even the, in the, the more action fight scenes, like when um I'm blanking on the other symbiote's name, Uh, it's riot.
0: Uh, who but, was that? Yeah. Riot.
1: Yeah. When he like grows the giant scythe arms and goes like this, like, there's nobody getting cut in half. It's just like, ugh. like it's just like it falls flat many, many times. Yeah. Um, the 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 and only sucks be... sorry, you go.
0: It's, no, sorry, my bad. Uh, I was gonna say it sucks because that's like a really classic like symbiote versus symbiote th- move. Like Carnage does that all the time. Like right. he'll turn like his hands into like like battle axes and like go after like somebody, right. and like it, it sucks that they. They had like some of the. I, I think like some of the animation and stuff was like really good and looked really cool. But like Lost It was like so ridiculous. Like I, I the gratuitous motorcycle moment. Like like I oh. wanted to throw up. <laughs> like
1: when he's flying like, and yeah.
0: yeah. Whoa! <laughs> like it's like oh no, what's yeah. gonna happen? <laughs> like
1: it's yeah, it's insane. And even just the fact that like like you were mentioning like like thinking of how gruesome and all like intense some of those scenes would be of Venom biting someone's head off and all these things But it's like have you seen the numbers for Deadpool like those movies yeah work. man like I don't understand why they um, stray from the past in like, that regard
0: or like look at TV right now man like you've got like Preacher which is which is a comic book series it's yeah. a fucking awesome comic book series if he wants something that's like not super hero like superhero fucking oriented and just has like a really cool story preachers are a fucking great option the tv show is really good too yeah um legion um Did you watched the boys uh yeah the boys dude yeah. fucking rocks ass like yeah, boys the boys fucking it's great and yeah. the watchmen like they're all like adult features mm-hmm. for comic book franchises so like i don't understand why these people think that they they aren't going to make money and it's not going to be successful like like the Watchmen was like it's an hbo show and was like i'm one of the most watched shows on earth last year like i think if your movie was one of the most watched movies on earth just because it had like fucking wolverine chopping a dude's arm off or like it was like way more like intense or like true to the character uh you'd be fucking stoked. So like, just do, just do the thing. Like stop having movies, stop making movies that suck.
1: Straight up. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, we, we've officially hit the hour mark here. um, So we should probably start uh, thinking about wrapping up the show here. Um, But the, the last portion uh, of the, the podcast here that we always do is a favorite mosh story that you can tell. So it doesn't need to necessarily be something like you dunking on someone or someone dunking on you, something that happened at a worldview show, whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind is uh, how we end things here.
0: Favorite mosh story. You know what? My favorite mosh story is how I met Taylor. Um, Please. I I went to Mazfest in in where was Fest? regina? Sa- Saskatoon.
1: Saskatoon. It was in
0: Saskatoon. So I went to Massfest in Saskatoon and uh, a friend pointed Taylor out and was like, "Hey, don't go mosh with that guy." And at this time I was like a big boy. Like I was like I I was like a pretty hefty dude and I was like, "Why?" He's like, "He's from New York and he will mosh your ass off." Right. And I was like, he-, "He won't mosh my ass off." And then we just, like, uh, what was that band called? Code Red, which was, like, I think they were from Seattle. They were, like, a straight-edge band from Seattle. Okay. They were playing, and we both, like, went and moshed for Code Red and just, like, beat each other's ass. It was, like, just us. And uh, then we were just, like, hey, you're pretty cool. And that, and that, was, and that was it. And, I, and It's just, like, one of my Then favorite you played in a band so you know, together, did yeah, shows together. Yeah, to fucking do all sorts of shit together, man. We go on trips up the coast together. It's fucking sick. That's so- uh yeah it's uh yeah that, that's my favorite story man 100 <laughs> percent yeah
1: well that's that's even funnier knowing you know being close with taylor as well and, and having him on the podcast as well so things have come full circle here on the uh <laughs> yeah. on those things uh well, well spencer like I, I hope we haven't punished uh, any everybody here oh, with uh, we, the we
0: punished everybody. <laughs> they are we lost everyone halfway through, like a hundred. They're like, wait, wait, he said this is his favorite Spider-Man movie. Turn it off. Um, no, they're gonna be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, I, I I think I think we did okay. Um, you know, I I know full podcasts that only talk about superheroes, so I think you know. This is the, uh, the, maybe the one (laughs) exception. Um, (laughs) uh, is there anything that you want to plug here? Uh, anything that you want to direct people to check out
0: after this podcast, uh, whatever you want to share before, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to my, uh, hardcore Illuminati, the big mans, uh, they're, you know, we're, we're out here. (laughs) Um, And I want to say uh, donate to Hogan's Alley Society, which is, you know, is a charity here in Vancouver that that uh, tries to retain black history in Vancouver and let people know about uh, how Hogan's Alley was relocated and and how, you know, the black community in Vancouver has been dispersed and and that history is not taught to anybody. So uh, help those people out yeah
1: do you do you know uh, a handle if, if someone's uh you know what got their phone i will handy. send
0: you i will send you the handle it'll be in put the description in the
1: yeah that'd be great uh, well spencer thanks again for coming on and jamming with me and and talking spider-man and uh and hardcore and and everything in between those things
0: yeah man it was a lot of fun yeah. thanks for uh thanks for letting me drink a coffee and smoke weed and wake up with you <laughs>